Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Hello, Chandra. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Misha? I am doing well as well. Got a little little tour bus action in the back today. I, <laughs> I am crammed in back here in the back lounge. Um, Same. Oh, yeah. Yours is like, wait, I don't know if you can. I don't, I'm not going to show you at all. It's like a, the mirrors. I like that. I mean, this, like, Ooh, back sexy. Here. Yeah. It's a little sexy. <laughs> I like your vibe today. Well, we were in LA yesterday. We're in Sacramento today. The West Coast has changed too. <laughs> Mirrors everywhere. Um, we the weather's so nice in Sacramento, and they are playing their own headlining show. So, Third Eye Blind went to Ventura, and you know they're playing like a couple smaller venues for a few days. And cool. so we're in Sacramento, right in the city, and we have not been in a city really this whole tour because you know it's kind of the amphitheaters on the edge of town and, and out of the way. And so I just woke up and I walked to the coffee shop. I got some lox, bagels and lox toast situation. Did some work this morning. It was really nice. Do you feel rejuvenated? I totally do. You look so peaceful. Your whole vibe <laughs> is like, oh my. <laughs> oh yeah. I got a cappuccino. I'm kind of old school from Minnesota. And so I, the guy was like, do you just want regular milk in your cappuccino? And I was like, yeah. In California, maybe I'm making this up. But he was like, oh. We don't have any of that now. <laughs> I, maybe I was projecting my own insecurities, but I was definitely like... Could be your first person that's ordered it in like 25 yeah. years. <laughs> like, well, we have this concentrate that we keep in here in case anyone wants it. So, but where, where are you? You must be in the Midwest still? Or? We, yeah, so we're back in Chicago. We did like a day off Chicago, Minneapolis. Now we're back for a show. And it's been, it's been a morning. So last year we played Riot Fest here. And I had sent my son a video of the like Starbucks reserve, not the, not the first Starbucks, but like oh, the I was big like, I sort of, like I went there. yeah, not Seattle. the, yeah. this is like the biggest one in the country. It's a bunch of levels and they have this spiral escalator, which is very exciting. So as soon as we pulled up today, he's like, I know we're in Chicago and I want to go see it in person. Oh. So we, you know, we go on this epic journey. It's 25 minutes from the venue. So we're taking Ubers and it's so hot outside and, uh, we get there. I'm ordering my coffee and we're running around. His shoes are broken. So he's in these flip flops that he can barely walk in. So we're stumbling around this Starbucks and he's like, mom, look, oh my God. And I look and his face is covered in blood. There's blood on his hands. There's blood on his arms. There's blood everywhere. He's drooling blood. He lost a tooth that wasn't as loose. It was just like, it came right out, but it was one of those bleeders. And he's showing everybody. He's so proud. And it just looks like a horror movie. And I'm trying to grab napkins. And it's, the place is just jam-packed, you know, Saturday in this historic Starbucks. So, yeah, I feel like wow. it's been a lot of exciting mornings. Experience that you will likely not forget. So there's that. And then he threw the tooth away. <gasps> no. He was like, well, we're on the road. The tooth fairy can't come. I'm like, nobody told you that. Now you have to write her a letter and explain. <laughs> No, don't 
throw that tooth I'm away. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Those tiny teeth. We only have a few more of them. And... Yeah. Oh, wow. What an adventure. Yeah. So it's, you know, chugging coffee and just getting our group for the day. What I do know is that coffee is necessary. There's nothing wrong with coffee. Pro coffee. I had that cappuccino. Then I got an oolong tea because I can't really do two coffees. I'll start to get the shakes. But I needed a little more, you know, just the bus life. And the oolong was so good. It was some crazy fancy coffee shop here. It's like when it's called um, Scorpio. Highly recommended if you're coming through. I'm going to check that out. I think we're in the West Coast in like a week or something like that. This tour is going so fast. I can't grab my head around it. Time is flying. It's all flying by. Time is flying and so are we from all this espresso. I'm so excited to talk to Tivoli. Yeah, me too. Didn't work out our first time we tried that we had internet and sound and all kinds of problems. It wasn't meant to be. So it's meant to be today. I think it is. I can feel it. All right. We have an amazing guest, Tivoli Crescenzo. She's a wife and stay-at-home mother of two, Rowan, who is four, and Iris, who's 11 months, a graphic designer, an artist, musician, and vocalist. Welcome. Hello. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Very, very excited. It's so great to see your face. This is awesome. What was your day like today? It's just preparing for this. Just getting, <laughs> lining up nap schedules, honestly. As soon as the baby wakes up, she kind of dictates our whole day. So if she wakes up early, our whole day's a little bit earlier. So uh, I don't really remember what time it was today, but it ended up working enough. I remember those days. Yeah, super fun. <laughs> I love it. I do. And you're you're kind of on your own right now, right? Casey's traveling. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are on tour until the end of August. Is this your first time home alone with two or? Um, for this long, the last few stints, I think the longest was like three-ish weeks or so. It was like the camp was supposed to like two weeks plus rehearsal. Then Casey got COVID and was stuck on the East Coast for another week or so. So that was fun for everyone. It just keeps striking. Right. (laughs) Gotta do our time, apparently. As I mentioned on our first attempt at recording, Right. (laughs) We get requests to hear from you. So I think that our listeners are going to be really excited. It means a lot. Seriously, when you told me that, I couldn't believe it, honestly. It was like, wait, little me. No, no, stop. In that vein, what is something that listeners would be surprised to hear about your life? So I think for me, like even from like middle school on, most people associate me with singing and vocals and whatnot. Um, But my first introduction to like the music world was my older brother was in the high school drum line and they were doing a winter drum line and we're like, recruit anybody. Like we need as many people as possible to get this going. And my brother's like, I have a little sister, like bring her. So I started off in drum line. I'm like in the little front ensemble with the the bells is what I started off on and then went to vibraphone and uh, marimba. And that was like three years that was some of the best times of my life was a drumline, the drumline phase. Most people don't know that about me. That's so cool. So how did you make the leap then from like percussion to, to vocals? You just knew that you were always a singer? Exactly. I just, it's like my brother graduated high school and all the other people who I had known was graduating. And I was like, I guess, well, I, I had also been in the middle school choir and knew that I liked singing as well. And then 
drumline took up a lot more of my days, you know, doing the rehearsals and the competitions and everything. And I even, <laughs> it even bled into, I did like the marching band. So it was yeah. like in the giant costumes, basically just this little teeny girl, like in seventh grade. <laughs> so that was so much fun. Cause it was like fifth, sixth and seventh grade that I was Aww. in it with a bunch of high schoolers. So that like, I feel like that really shaped who I am today <laughs> in a lot of ways. I love that. It takes courage to be a little kid and like, right you know, in that, in that space. Yeah. I could not do it today. I don't know how I was so comfortable. Like, yeah, sure. I'll just join this ensemble full Aww. of 18 year olds and scary. I, like, I wonder, and Misha, maybe you know more than we do, but like what age do kids show that? fear of social feedback or yeah shyness I have so many friends with kids when they were little little that like nothing could phase them and they're dancing and singing and mm -hmm. and I don't know what maybe 10 11 like they start to kind of monitor themselves yeah that sounds right but with Asa who's only eight he's like learning it from his mm -hmm. older brother he's always been more of an introvert but Keaton was so wide open and and then it, there came that point maybe it was 10 11 where he became like socially conscious and then he kind of like he didn't want to do that but he still he performed at school he sang um at school and stuff so I think it's what you like to do mm -hmm. and what you really yeah. do. I did marching band too but not with the older kids I did it you know all through high school right it was like when I when it came time to do it I was way more focused on choir which is kind of like the quartet angle and everything which was a lot of fun and then I even had my older brother who was you know because I followed him into drumline he was my hero so and then whenever he had a, his own little rock band they had been together since they were 13 and he's four years older than me so once they were like hey do you want to come be our sing our lead singer it was wait really yes please because I was their biggest fan so that was a huge moment for me too. oh my gosh your brother sounds like the best big brother yeah he definitely was <laughs> like I got a cool sister I guess she's recruiter into everything yeah that's the dream relationship that you hope your right. kids have with their siblings for sure do you play drums now I don't no. I don't other other than uh, Casey got me a marimba years ago but it had been something that he knew it was like a dream of mine and surprised me with it. And it was just like, what? That is so sweet. I don't do percussion enough, but I still love it. It still is like watching a band. Like I do listen to the lead singers. I look at guitarists, but I'm still also like, what's the drummer doing? That is, I love that rhythm or I don't know. I usually go to the rhythms first, which is fun. So for listeners and for me, what exactly is a marimba? Uh, it's you know like a xylophone oh yeah it's like a xylophone but it's the softer keys oh and sorry if anyone in the you know music world who knows more about them who has better, <laughs> better descriptions of them than that that's always been how I've described it because I also had friends who were like what's a marimba what's a vibraphone but yeah just softer keys and use softer mallets and it's a warmer sound but that was so fun and yeah I was like 10 11 12 when I was in it and just shredding away as this little <laughs> child like that's so terrifying to imagine the visual of you at 10 or 11 shredding the marimba is you know <laughs> I was been trying to find some images I had someone oh, I reached yeah. out to one of their moms to find some footage and she I think just found some I just got a Facebook message from her but I'm so excited to show Casey that because it's hilarious just before I even started wearing makeup or anything and I just wanted to be one of the guys one of the boys <laughs> in the drum line so that's so oh, endearing man. 
Actually, I'm sure you saw this, Misha, but Mark from Taking Back Sunday, they just posted a video that I reshared because he is like, I don't know, nine mm-hmm. and he's playing like spoons. Yes. Oh, and on his yeah. birthday, he's drumming with spoons. It is oh. so adorable. Any footage like that that you can find. Oh, it'd be cute. No, that one of Mark made my eyes water a little bit. So I was like, wow, nine years old. So if you find yours and you want us or would allow us to repost it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'll have to. Yeah, I think she said her son was going to try to digitize it. So if I can get that from him. (laughs) I can't wait to show Rowan. I know he'll be just like, wait, what? That's horrible. Okay, well, that was really fun background on a part of your life, but maybe if we can get some background on three things that you're proud of, past, present, and future. I feel like this one kind of, the last answer kind of bleeds into that, like what we were just saying, like, I can't believe I took on that much responsibility as a 10-year-old. <laughs> to imagine doing it now is terrifying. So like when I was thinking back on my past, like, okay, what am I most proud of? I always do come back to being just a little kid in drumline. No, sorry, I can't go to the movies. You know, friends, I'm, I have rehearsal, like what? Imagining that rigid of a schedule, even now, like, you know, just stay at home mom, but having with no schedule. So having, imagining that is so daunting. So I'm like proud of little me adapting to from just dropping it. Cause once my brother graduated, I was like, all right, I'm done. My, I don't want to continue this anymore. So then I was just really into the choir thing. And I feel like I'm also kind of proud of little me for doing that. And confidently and not being like I can't do singing because I've only ever done drumming so now I have to stay in drumming so I feel like those two things <laughs> when I thought yeah. back probably the ability to transition and ha- handle that much as a child the things that you sacrifice even as a child for like a team or that you sacrifice for for a drumline or whatever like that's a right? big concept that follows you through life felt like it was worth it though for sure <laughs> yeah seems like it what about now most proud of now, obviously, my family. I know that's such, well, okay, okay, of course. But definitely, I feel like if little me could see me now, like if I told her about my life, the stay-at-home mom can just do any kind of art or any kind of project I want to take on and just have my best friend. Like Casey is absolutely my best friend. She's so much fun. <laughs> and um, I don't know, our kids are so cool. They're so much fun. And just getting to hang out with them, like I'm super proud of this time that I get to spend with them. They look so adorable from oh, the peak into your life on social media. Right. I can't wait to like meet them in person one of these days, hopefully. I know, right? He was trying as we did a test this morning to see, make sure everything was working. And Rowan just, I just want to see what she looks like. I just want to see what she looks like. <laughs> I showed him a picture of you and he was like, wow, is she, she's beautiful. Is she in my world? <laughs> and I was like, can we go to her house? And I was like, oh my Please come to my house. Is she in my world? I know he's such a sweetheart. Yeah, that's his new line. Is is there? Are they in my world? Can we go visit them? Like go play at their house. That is so adorable. I know it killed me. Super cute. I told him about how Atlas and him have the same middle name. I know. He was like, "No way!" Yeah, crazy. So, what is his birthday again? I remember we were talking on a tour, Casey. And August twenty seventh. Okay, yeah, we were like talking about like all the horoscopes, the Aww. kids, and you know, like we're. Yep, he's a Virgo. <laughs> I love Virgo. He's a Virgo, and Iris's due date was his birthday, so it was supposed to be. She was technically due on his fourth birthday, but she came a little bit early on the nineteenth, so that was kind of Aww. fun. She's a Leo, which is very, if you believe in that stuff, yeah, you can feel she, it. 
is a very good example of it. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So fiery, yeah. vicious, but I love it. Alice is a Gemini, <laughs> and I there has never been more Gemini. Right? Like, a more Gemini, Gemini. Oh my god, yeah, it's great. I think the last time I saw Atlas, he was like Rowan's age. I swear he was like four. Was, I think, was it LA? Maybe. Was, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I think because I was pregnant mm-hmm. at the time. Or no, I had baby Rowan. Oh, I don't I think you were pregnant. He was either on me or in me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think there was a baby yeah. yet. Yeah. Right. Well, what about the future? Yeah, I think I think that was what I... I didn't have any specific examples. More just that I have concrete aspirations. You know, more than like huge goals, but like general achievements. Memories I want to make with my kids mm-hmm. or, you know, crafts I want to do or, you know, things I used to do with my parents or... I think I think you had kind of said it in the first episode about just trying to set up a life now for you and your kids to try and yeah I don't know set them off and set them off right in your own way and their own way so I'm really excited about that future be like have him hopefully look back them I can only say Rowan but she's I know she's making memories too at some point so, but have them look back and be like wow what a cool childhood we had because I luckily got that so I want to be able to have this fun, play with this. Really, that's the best you could hope for is just to create this magical right. existence for your kids. I love it. I mean, I feel like it's such a such a unique lifestyle mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And we all have these spaces that you can fill them with mm-hmm. joyful things. And I mean, I guess it's a, a similar vibe, but what's something that you're excited about right now? All my answers kind of luckily feed into one another. Kind of about how, like raising them a little bit differently. We're trying to decide first. We're like, okay, he's going to kindergarten. You know, he's, it's just going to happen. Like we got to get him in there and then kind of decided like, or just, I don't even know what, what the deciding factor was that we were thinking, well, okay, what other options are there? Like, and we found out there's a remote learning, Mm -hmm. like online school in our district where he can do online school uh, part of the time and then go in and have a teacher or he can do it all. And it's like kindergarten through 12th grade. So it's as long as he wants to do it, the the just being able to have that option that he still has a teacher, like I'm not his teacher because I don't think I could do homeschool to a certain level, at least. Like you got to have your dad do the math. I cannot do that. <laughs> uh, but, have, but the fact that he can have a teacher that he can, you know, be in contact with and everything. So that I'm really looking forward to. We still have a month until that starts, getting that transition to school time but I'm really excited that I don't have to let go of him yet because I just wasn't ready like imagining him going off on his own life like he has like his jujitsu class and we want to do like the swim class and a few you know gymnastics and dance and all that so he still has you know his buddies and everything and even if he decides he wants to go in and actually go to school that's totally fine but I love that we're able to have the option so (laughs) right now that's what I'm really excited about because I don't have to get rid of him yet and it makes traveling so much easier if you want to go out on the road for a long weekend. You don't have to worry about like all the missing school days. and Exactly. And then even being like catching up work, it's like mm-hmm. we can just do it all. Like he doesn't even have to technically go in to, you know, a facility or the school that they host it out of. So that is nice. Very exciting. Cool. And then just another thing, just the fact that they are both. Well, now that Iris, you know, is coming online as we say (laughs) that she's like becoming a lot more interactive with him like we've been waiting so long for that you know the reason we wanted to have another kid is okay Rowan looks kind of lonely in there so maybe we should make him a little buddy so then now that it's finally happening it's like ah moment so it's nice to see our family finally like click into place oh and your brother is four years older than you right so yeah I have a 
Yeah, I do have a younger brother who's three years younger, but it is the exact same age gap, which is always funny. And I'm just like, I can't help but like think of it being my older brother and me when I see them. So that's always really sweet. I know. (laughs) Precious. Cuteness. That is cute. And uh, my middle and youngest are boy, girl, four years apart. Mm -hmm. They're so cute together. Yeah, right. He's always trying to pick her up right now. Like like under the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, still. This is my new like catchphrase. Not no headlocks. Uh, well, Casey's gone right now, so you mm-hmm. can probably answer this question in real time. But what is the hardest thing when Casey's on tour? Also, what advice do you have for other band partners? I would say bedtimes slash nap times. Just that juggle of like for Rowan, it's luckily we have like this big playroom that's off of her bedroom. So I can just watch him. We have a little ring camera set up in there. So I'm like, okay, you go, you go, you go play and be my sweet boy. I think I say it's quiet mouse time. So he knows like no stomping or running or chasing the dogs and making them bark. But just that juggle, because sometimes I just look in on the ring when I'm like, she's having, you know, trouble going down because I'm still, you know, breastfeeding her for bedtimes and stuff. And then I'll like just look in there and he just looks bored playing on his own. So that always, and I know he, he doesn't ever complain about it or anything, but just seeing that it's always like, oh, I just need to split myself so I can have the part of me go in there and play dinosaurs with him right now. But definitely those times juggling the kids are the worst. The, the times on my own is more just like anytime there's like a noise outside, I have the little yapper. We have a, a, a mini husky luna and so she's the alert dog so it's like any pop of gravel or sometimes even like the air conditioner kicking on she'll just start yapping so i'm just like murderer murderer (laughs) she like alerts so that is always (laughs) really annoying it's less stressful and just because we live kind of in the middle of of not nowhere but it's a private gravel drive so it's like anytime a car drives by i'm like okay who is it and why like immediately peeking to the window not gonna answer the doors those are the moments where it'd be like Casey (laughs) we used to live in the country too but then I was by myself I didn't have children I can imagine with kids in the house Mm -hmm. that the fear is triple you know right how do I get the baseball bat and both of the kids under my arm and like you know all the things exactly Luckily, I've got I've got his parents are like, I can yell out the window and they can hear Aww. me, thankfully. So, and I've got them on speed dials. So that's always really reassuring. They are my best yeah. friends here, for sure. Casey's mom has been, I, I think it would be like a, advice for other partners is for me was the support system. Like if you have it at, at all. And so even if it like, and I was trying to think of people who, you know, don't even have access to a grandparent or you know sibling or whichever I was like use the iPad it's fine if you need that to shower break it out like that's another good one that I've done that many a time just like please I just need to wash mommy's hair like (laughs) you just sit right there like you're good right all right just try not to feel too much guilt about it you gotta do what you gotta do he knows his time when it is and not but 100% agree and then I was thinking for people who don't have kids before I had kids the thing that got me by was getting dogs. It's like once I had the pets, once I had them, it was a big game changer. At least I had someone to talk out loud to. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> yeah, it gives you like a structure to your day that otherwise doesn't have to exist, especially if you're not working like a nine to five or. Yeah, exactly. I would find when we were living upstate, I wouldn't go outside. 
be like, I haven't seen a person for five days. I should probably go get some coffee yep. or do something outside of the house. So mm-hmm. animals help you like you get taken for a walk. Definitely. And it stifled my baby fever for a few years at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just came out of high school so ready to be a mom. So I was like, okay, how do I, how do I get through this? <laughs> that was the way I did it. Two dogs. I love them though. They're still my fuzzy girls, my fuzzy babies. Now you have both. I do. When they're, and Rowan is obsessed with them right now. He loves to chase them around, which I'm not sure whether or not they completely hate it or they like tolerate it. <laughs> they're just like on the verge of either one, but they're so nice to him. They wouldn't tell him like, get off of me. <laughs> they just go <laughs> sit in the corner. <laughs> like, please. Sibling rivalry. But it's super cute. Oh, I love that obviously you were born to be a mom and that rings very clearly in the way that you speak about kids and your family and in addition to that what else do you know to be true about yourself the world and the universe let's see for myself I'm just a deeply empathetic person no matter who it is even like with animals I feel like I can just feel and now I feel like I'm getting all wooey but I do feel like I can feel that kind of stuff I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It just depends on the situation or, you know, how I handle it. But I definitely feel that about myself, that stuff affects me for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you see that in your kids? Oh, yeah. Rowan, anytime I'll, I'll give like even the slightest sigh, like, what is it, mom? <laughs> oh, buddy. It's okay. okay. It's going to be okay. Don't worry. <laughs> so sweet. It can be challenged sometimes parenting empathetic kids when they feel things so deeply and like, I'm figuring this out. I, I'm trying to help you do it too, but I haven't quite sorted right. out how to do this. Let mommy regulate and then we'll come back. <laughs> um, let's see. I was trying to think of another thing when I'm my happiest, probably in a comfortable spot <laughs> in the woods or on the beach. And I was like, but when I'm there, I'm just, I can't wait to just get in my comfy spot. Like whether it's at home, like under a blanket on the couch or, you know, in bed in front of Netflix, that's when I'm happiest in my comfort spot. Last night we were at the show and the show ended and it was getting late. And I was like, I just want to go lay down next to you to Adam, you know, so sometimes that's what, that's what you need. Right. It's my happy place. Um, let's see. Yeah. The world. This one took me, took me a minute. I was asking Rowan. Um, I asked Rowan this question and first he was kind of confused and I was like what do you know about the world like planet earth and he was like I just know that all my friends are here and I was like that is such a perfect answer too and and it had me think that is that's what I love about the earth or the world mostly is that everyone I ever loved or have loved is here and I just love that There's something so pure about that and then of course my answer was so much darker that I just said that it deserves better the world itself just deserves better in so many ways environmentally however it definitely deserves better yeah a darker road for sure than the pure four-year-old i agree we've let it down right yeah and then the universe i was thinking the universe is just too large and incredible to comprehend or for me personally to believe it was created intentionally you know with all its coincidences you know extreme conditions horrors for me it's just it's just too, it, there's too much of it, too many of them. Yeah. To, you know, wrap my head around to be like, this is it, or this is, this isn't it. It's like, you know, good question. <laughs> there's a lot of contradictions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's what we are, is just living embodiments of that concept. 
right. beautiful, but also deeply flawed and confusing and intentional, but not at all. Coincidental. I love this question because I feel like I learn something every time we talk to somebody. Yeah, right. And it's a brain scratcher. Yeah, that's our like softball, right? That we just <laughs> right. Like, uh. <laughs> right. What's your favorite beverage? And also, tell us the meaning of life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love great. that. I love what you are saying, both of you, about like how it's so conflicted and there's like these dualities and everything in between, and then how maybe we're just manifestations of that exact right truth and they're you know we're just like the soul spectrum because the whole universe contains that in some ways when people are like you were just on a spinning rock it's like oh yeah <laughs> just do whatever the hell you want yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i started reading this book and i'm not i don't remember the title a friend of mine bought it um it's by this like pulitzer prize winning animal i don't even know like it's about uh, micro biomes mm-hmm. and patterns and repetition in nature and like, you know, everything we see, everything we think we understand is such a limited perception of the world. And so even if yeah. it's like, okay, we're like, well, this is rock. There is sediment. There is water. We don't do this. We, you know, because of, we have this little way of doing things. I always say when, when we get into conversations about like UFOs or about, you know, other forms of life, right. I'm like, how do we know they're not here right now around us in this room? Our, our eyes can't comprehend them and we don't feel them and we you know mm-hmm. we have no way of knowing that they're here and so we're just assume they don't exist um i mean i believe they exist but right the human brain can only comprehend so much and we're so limited it must be so cool to not be limited yeah <laughs> there's gotta be gotta be so much more for sure i watched a it's like a short documentary episode about focus and how we are terrible at it just completely terrible at humans are terrible at focusing <laughs> But whatever we're focusing on, if we're actually focused on it, we miss pretty much everything else. That's kind of a a good example of what you're saying is like we're limited focus and our brain power is pretty limited. And then what we're focusing on means that everything else is in the peripheral that we can't really see or understand. And I think that is exactly the truth. That sounds familiar. I saw something come through my timeline that was about filming or taking photos during like big events. And then your brain is not storing the actual event properly because it's focused on working the equipment or whatever. I believe it. But then you have those memories and those could be, you know, those physical memories can be triggers too, I find. You think a photo of something, maybe it's because my brain didn't save the memory, but sometimes I'm like, I forgot about this, but here's a photo. And now I remember mm-hmm. maybe it should be the other way. Around. <laughs> Just remember it and not need the photo. I forget everything. I don't even know. Brains are weird. Brains are so weird. <laughs> And we all remember things differently. So mm-hmm. it's like even your kids simply will be like one will remember one thing, you know, and then the other one will remember something else. And or I'm reading this book, Book Lovers, but just talking about how the sisters, their mom passed away and their sisters remember everything differently. And one was like, it was beautiful. It was glowing. The other one was like, it was really stressful. And it was like never it's safe. It's not glowing. Yeah. yeah. Not only do we not remember yeah. well, we remember differently. That is crazy. Well, your answer really brought on a lot of things that I'm going to process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate okay. that. These next questions are easier. So I'm curious what you are binge watching, reading, or listening to right now. Right now, I think we're just doing, I, I'm waiting for Casey to get home to catch up to them, but we are doing the, this, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia oh. podcast. We love that show and those guys. So we definitely have 
like every single episode tuned in on those. They're so entertaining. And there's so many seasons you can deep dive. Exactly. And there's some of them, they don't even talk about episodes. So it's just still just as entertaining. So that's been a lot of fun hearing those guys, especially like in all the episodes that they did so long ago. And they're like, I don't remember any of that. (laughs) So entertaining to see which people remember which bits and whatnot. So that's always fun. And then for book, the most recent thing I I was reading is like the Dune series. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have read those or not. I read it. Yeah, I read it before it came out. I After the movie, yeah, the move, I saw the movie and I was like, that wasn't enough. I need more. I need more. So and then I saw how many books there were. And I was like, okay, Audible, download, download. (laughs) And it got, I think I was like, it's the fifth one. And it lost me a little bit. And because it gets a little crazy. Okay. very crazy I'm not gonna lie I loved the first one so much I cried mm-hmm. at the end yeah <laughs> yeah same yeah oh good okay <laughs> but then I the second one it was so disappointing to me it, yeah like, I didn't sure. like his character arc he was faltering to the point where I, was I know I'm like yeah oh <laughs> get yourself together what are you doing man <laughs> yeah and then just, yeah, the way that it took with his children and everything. And I was just, uh, okay, I'm sorry. What are you describing? I had to Google what this image was. And I was just like, oh my God, like horrified. I'm sorry to the people who don't know what we're talking about, but they'll get on for it. I don't know if I should give it away or not. It's pretty crazy. What happens to Paul's son? That's all I'll say. Oh no. See, I gave up it too. Adam's still listening. It's fun. I definitely entertained, but it was like, Okay, what? I don't want to throw too many spoilers in, but just a crazy, a crazy arc for his. He has twins and the son of the twins, because at one point he does have a son. Anyways, um, okay, go check it out. <laughs> Everybody, go listen to Dune. Well, who's the actor who plays Paul? Um, Timothy Chalamet, right? Yep, yep. He's gonna bring a lot of people on board. Yeah. He's also the baby Willy Wonka, right? They're doing a backstory. Like he's all over the place. I hate, I hate Willy Wonka. I don't ever want to watch. They're so weird and creepy. I never liked one. I kind of feel the same yeah. way. Okay. My son is obsessed with Willy Wonka, and it has straight ruined our lives for like six months. I mean, Roald Dahl in general. When you dive deep into those books, mm-hmm. some of the language for children and just the sentiments are surprising, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> And then, yeah, any murder documentary. I think that you guys yes. are saying that too. M- murder documentaries That's and like right. the horrible dating shows. <laughs> why Why do I love them? It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. But I also like the trashiest TV. Like I don't go as far, like the reality TV. Mm-hmm. I don't watch like The Bachelor or like the Real Housewives of whatever city. But I like the Love is Blind, like Love Island. Like, why are they so entertaining? <sighs> but yeah, that is definitely when Casey's gone. I'm like, okay, Love Island season eight. Let's go. See, Claudio will like accidentally get hooked because he'll walk in when I'm watching something and be like, this is so cool. He'll be like looking over his shoulder. And I'm like, you're watching this, aren't you? No, of course not. <laughs> well, what about Jim? I thought that he was going to come into this. <laughs> and then I feel bad because I have to wait for him. <laughs> right. We did that with um, America's Next Top Model like years and years ago. And I was like just binging them all again. And he was just, like, oh, her photo is awful. I was like, she did terrible <laughs> in that photo shoot. Like, yes, she did. She did. She did. She did. So good. Well, this is another question that people really struggle with. But what would your theme song be? Um. So this one, I... <laughs> I did like immediately like rapid fire, like think of something. And I said, Mr. Blue Sky from ELO. I don't know if you guys have heard oh, that one or yeah. not. Yeah, I love that record. 
Yeah, it's so fun. For me, before I even like, because I just Googled what the song was even about or like what its, you know, backstory was or anything. For me, it was always like, I wake up, even if it's like a cloudier day, I'm like, okay, what's like, what kind of mood do I want to put myself in? So I'm always looking for like the happy song, like the blue sky kind of Mm -hmm. song, that type of vibe. So I feel like that would be my theme song. And then I looked up what the meaning of it was. And it was something like Jeff Lynn. I think he's in like the Swiss Alps trying to write this record. And it was cloudy, misty for like a couple of weeks. And he couldn't write anything. And then just suddenly like a blue sky came out. He saw the mountains and then wrote that song and like the whole rest of the record in just a few weeks or something like that. I don't remember the timeline, but that's the exact feeling that when I put on a song, it is that feeling inside where it's like, oh, wow, look at that view and that there's the sun. So I feel like that one was my rapid fire. Do you have a lot of cloudy days there, like on the Washington coast, or is it not? Not really. We live in something called the rain shadow. So it's like this whole like section between, I know, I know. Because there's like the mountain range just to the south of us, uh, Hurricane Ridge. And then the Strait of Juan de Fuca, just like a little strip of water between us and Canada. So it's almost like... um, (laughs) Like I've seen it on like radars before watched like storms just perfectly like part around us and go up to Canada. So it's like we do get rain. But when I lived in Tennessee in the south, we got rain, like yeah. huge rainstorms here. When it rains, it ra- it like sprinkles for a few hours and then the sun comes out and then it's, you know, a little cloudy. But when people think of Washington, they think it's like always raining, always cloudy. Yeah. But luckily not. It's a beautiful day outside today. That's where that light is coming from. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. But it would be my go-to song for a cloudy day. I mean, living in the rain shadow sounds really mystical. It's so cool. Full disclosure, also, Misha and I want to live with you and in a, in a cave somewhere. <laughs> yeah. There are caves nearby. We have right. Well, we want to we want to build like a series of like little tree houses oh with little God. rope bridges to them. And then every night you can play your little concert for we'll us. We'll do it. We want to we'll write oh our God. rain shadow book. And you can bring your the oboe. Yes, and the flute. Yeah, and the flute. Oh, cute. You can give the kids instruments. This feels like, oh. you know, when we say create a village, a treehouse village, I think, is what we mean. Right. Yeah. they meant. An Ewok village. Yeah. Oh, yes, the Ewok village. <laughs> yeah, you two are the singers and the marembe player, and I'll play the flute and the terrible oboe because I can barely play it. <laughs> and the kids will, like, have, like, um, you know, washboards, you know, treehouse instruments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got some drums here. Oh, yeah. Drums and what are those singing bowls? Oh, I love Judy. Casey's mom bowls. has a lot of those. I have some singing bowls too. Yeah. We were at a venue the other day that had a gong. Oh, I Ooh. love gongs. Yep. Get the vibes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I get to play one of those and drum one. Those were fun. Ooh. Everybody listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting moments in the song where the gong right. comes in. It's huge. <laughs> huge for me. Well, I don't want to wrap this up, but I'll ask our last question and we can see where it takes us. So one, well, we kind of talked about this Love Island and everything, but one more small thing or guilty pleasure that you look forward to. It's kind of nerdy. I've been doing video games. I don't ever play games. I'm not a gamer. And I just started, what was the game I just did? Uh, The Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. When he did the summer camp just a few weeks ago. So I just love Star Wars and I had been trying some Zelda games like the two player and did it on the easy mode. So I kind of got my confidence up to do it when Casey left. So I started it 
and finished it all on my own twice when he was gone wow. because it was so much fun. And I was just loving being in the story. Like I love movies and, and television enough. And it was, I know that's like the biggest allure of video games is like getting to play in the world. And that was huge for me. And I just, it's been so much fun. So now I've been doing the Guardians of the Galaxy game since he's been gone. Claude just started it yesterday. Yeah, it's so freaking fun. It looks oh. really cool, especially when you're, yeah, when, when you really like the world. We love Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Same. It looks just so I'm cool. Like, I know this person. Right. And I love the two. They give you like options. You should come on Twitch with us. Play games together. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Yeah. It'd be so fun. It is like a whole new world. <laughs> it's crazy, like how much better games look than they did. Right. Our son's really into Mario Kart. That's what we started with, is like Nintendo 64 games, like a plug-in on the Nintendo Switch. And we started with, a um, what is it, Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. So going from that to like new games, it's wow, look at the jump. It's tremendous. <laughs> yeah. Look at the quality. Okay, I'm waiting for Casey to come back, but we started, have you heard of the game Stray? Mm-mm. Where you get to play as a cat, <laughs> a stray cat. Yes, I was going to bring it's that so up. It's so cool. <laughs> Well, Asa and Sylvie, Asa's eight and Sylvie's four, and I didn't know what it was called, so it's called Stray. So I came in the room, and Asa is just doing whatever Sylvie tells him is for, to do what the cat does. So the cat's, like, meowing, and, like, she's like, make the cat do this, Mm -hmm. and they're just, like, hanging out in there. Yeah, you can, like, knead the rug. (laughs) It's so cute. We didn't get that far in, because we started it when, you know, the guys were here rehearsing, but... I'm very excited for him to get back. That's one I'm like, I can't play without him because I know we've been we've been we've been watching trailers of it for like the last year. So I'm excited to play as a cat. It's so cute. Which it sounds really lame, but it is so cool. Finding something that you can do with especially with your partner, your whatever that is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. So much fun. He got me into it. I think it was like just before the pandemic, we played um Death Stranding. I don't know if you've heard of that Mm -hmm. one. But I called myself his guy in the chair. So I would like look up the game cheats and like walk him (laughs) through it. So that was my introduction into it. It was starting as his guy in the chair and then playing with Rowan. And like when Casey was out of town, being the one who needed to do the boss battles for Rowan and then being like, okay, maybe I can do it by myself. So that was that. I would say probably that's my guilty pleasure, but I haven't done it as much because then my part two to the answer is 8 p.m. But that, I don't know if that counts as a guilty pleasure or not, but I love that. I love staying up when Casey's home, you know, yeah. till like 9 30 or 10, <laughs> but 8 p.m. I'm just like, you know what? I can just go to sleep right now. Like, there's no one I have to stay up and talk to, not have to, but. I'm just alone. I can go to sleep at eight. Rowan will be in at five no matter what I do. It's so glorious. Last night we went to bed. My son was like, mom, I'm really tired. Like, can we get the show? And I'm like, yes, yes, we can. (laughs) Like, let's go to bed. It's awesome. I think women's brains are just, we're on a million different things every day that it's nice to shut down Mm -hmm. early and... Eight, yeah, eight o'clock. Yeah, even during bedtime, we're not we're not even off the clock. I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, my brain's still. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll wake up at one and be like thinking the thought I was thinking when I fell asleep. Or I'm just like, ch- like yeah, checking my phone. Do I get any notifications from the room? Is what's the temperature like? Just constant checklist. Yep. Are they dying? Yeah. <laughs> it's tonight. The night. It's an ER run. Like you never know. Motherhood. I love it. It's great. Well, this was so fun. Yay! I agree. So glad it worked out. It did. It worked out well. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, we heard you so well. <laughs> it wasn't even the Wi-Fi. I did a whole little dance around the neighborhood for no reason. 
Oh my gosh. I can't wait to live on our moons of Endor treehouse colony. I know, right? <laughs> Video games and music and sleepless nights that start early. Yes. I love that. And the pictures that you post of like the coast and it's just so beautiful. I, I do love it here. I definitely don't plan on leaving. Magical. Well, we uh, we look forward to seeing you at some point and having you back on the show. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you carving the time out and running around your whole neighborhood. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I feel so honored still. I loved it. Kiss those babies. Tell Rowan we missed him. Okie doke. He's in our world too. <laughs> Thanks, Tivoli. <laughs> Bye.